Howdy! I'm a rancher in the Amazon rainforest. I've been trying to move my cattle into this one zone for quite some time, but the problem, you see, is there's a man living out there, and uh, that's a bit of a issue for me. So today's show is about how we killed off his tribe, and now we're trying to kill him too. I reckon this is the man of the whole on Extinction Event. Yeehaw! Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome to Extinction Events. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Melissa, I'm going to stop you right there. What? What the heck is a man in a hole? <laughs> of the hole, not in the hole. This episode is man of the hole. Yes. Explain. Before we even get into anything, any banter, because I think it needs to be clear. That's the what we call this one man. He is the last surviving member of his tribe. This is an uncontacted tribe living in the Amazon rainforest. A group of people totally cut off from the modern world. And this one man, they call him man of the hole. And he's living by himself in the forest. Okay. That's been cleared up. Now we could get into the banter and whatnot. Okay. I know it's an untraditional episode. Uh, And I'm uncomfortable because of it. (sighs) Well, that's that's that. You ever got stuck in a hole? Uh, you know, on the beach when they dig a hole sometimes and put you in it. I've done that. Yeah. I could see you just melting down because you're stuck in there and truly believing you're never going to get out. I didn't like it. Nope. <laughs> I won't do that again. So clearly, Jack, you've never heard of the man of the hole before he's been going around on the internet recently you missed that yeah i must have missed that day on the internet (laughs) so this is going to be a wild ride for you my friend well i'm ready i got my ticket let's punch it all right (laughs) let's do it little background here i personally didn't think there were that many uncontacted tribes left in the world but they estimate there might be at least a hundred and most of those are in brazil in the amazon rainforest not the amazon website thank you for (laughs) clarifying that you were talking about the rainforest and not dot com yes do you know anything about uncontacted tribes have you ever seen videos? There's one like famous picture of a guy and he's like got like a spear and he's ready to throw it up in the sky because it's like this aerial photo either by a drone or a helicopter or something. Yeah. And he's like, you know, protecting his land. Yeah. When was the last time you think you saw that though? <sighs> Three years ago. Oh, okay. Recently? Yeah. I feel like I heard about these in the late 90s maybe and then oh. I never heard about him again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, you okay. You were in on the when they were still really underground in no. the hole. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm saying that I thought that. Oh, you're just getting around to him right now? No. Yeah, I've been I've been reading up on this guy since the 90s. I didn't think there were any left, and I was surprised to find out that there were quite a few. Uncontacted tribes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not a lot is known about the man of the Holes tribe. They lived in the state of Hondonia. Rondonia. Rondonia, near Tanaru. Tanaru. (laughs) Tanaru River in western Brazil. Uh, For how long and without any contact from modern society, we're not really sure. It could be thousands of years. From what I gather, most of these tribes aren't completely in the dark about us, meaning, you know, modernized people living outside the forest. You know, they've seen outside people usually from a distance they can see helicopters flying overhead or drones you know Mm. taking photos of them but they typically don't have any interest in going beyond that initial contact or else they would have yeah right they like their way of life they don't want to have anything to do with us can't Um, fault them there right And in this way, these tribes are not unlike the other animals we've done on an extinction event. They've been living for thousands of years, generally undisturbed, without any catastrophic threats to their livelihood. And then all of a sudden, humans, uh, and in this case, modern humans, show up and it all falls apart. Only this time, instead of humans extincting another species, we're going after our own. Dude, yeah. This are we ready to go in here on this extinction pod? Like <sighs> making the jump from animals to people, uh, the most dangerous animal. Well, we may not be ready, but but we're gonna do it. Is this because you realize that nobody has your affinity for snails and pupfish? <laughs> you misread the market on these or the audience. And you're like people love pupfish. No. I saw the video. Thank you, Larnick, a big fan of the show and personal friend for sending the video our way. I was captivated by it and I thought we need to do this episode. So in past episodes, probably one of the top three reasons that humans set out to extinct another animal is because of agriculture. You know, either they're clearing land for their farms and dislocating those animals or because they sense another animal is a threat to their livestock, um, they're going to go hunt them down. And in this case, it's no different. As Brazil becomes more populated and more agricultural pursuits are are pushed deeper into the Amazon forest, the indigenous people there become a problem for modern farmers and ranchers and loggers. There's there's a whole bunch of development in the Amazon. I'm taking it that your uh, your your rancher from the intro is from Western Brazil. Yes. Okay. Hence the <laughs> Western accent. <laughs> and so these ranchers and loggers they want these indigenous tribes gone. They want their land. And if you are a farmer making contact with one of these tribes, a couple things can happen. You can try to lure them away from the forest, you know, dangle the benefits of modern society in front of them and hope they just peacefully surrender. Or you could try to force them to leave, you know, scare them off or more likely just shoot them. 
Uh, and that's what I mean that this is no different from any other episode we've done. What? what? Scare them off? My mind goes straight to a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> All uh, these ranchers are like, we're going to dress up like ghosts. <laughs> Ooh. All right, King, let's see who's really been behind this haunted rainforest that's been trying to scare away all these indigenous people. Like Zoinks, that's a rancher McFarland. Jinkies, it was the ranchers all along. Right. Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it too. Guess I'll have to move to plan B. Uh. Zoinks, he's got a gun. Oh, no. Oh. Roinks, Scoob. Everyone, like, get down for cover, man. He's got a gun. (laughs) They got my leg. Oh, cheekies. I guess this is the last crime I'll ever solve. Oh, man. There goes my femoral artery. Time for one last mystery in the great big beyond. Is that yours? I thought that was mine. Zoinks, dude. That's a lot of blood. Oh, man. Come on, gang. Let's get in the mystery machine and get away. Can't you see we're dying over here, Fred? So, one way or another, either by scaring or harming, they were going to get these people off these lands. Which is, yeah, which is not that different from any other Extinction Event episode that we do, except this time it's humans hunting humans. Which is, you know, pretty different. (laughs) I guess, yeah. But our reasons behind it are very similar to why we've extincted all these other animals in the past. That's true, and you just lay that out in a nice argument. And then the other option would be to make contact, accidentally infect these tribes with disease, or even just the flu, which is deadly to a lot of these tribes who don't have the same immunities as modern humans. And this is something that has happened many times in the past. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when uh, Columbus meets anybody and gives them disease. Yeah. It happened to the Inca Empire and the Mayans and all that and Native Americans in North America. Right. You get a nice smallpox blanket for Christmas. Right. (laughs) Boom. Also, in the case of convincing a tribe to you know, come out of the forest and live in modern society, most of the time they just end up dying from disease anyway. So after contact with outside people, the mortality rate is around 90%. So really the only way out of this for them is death. Wait, 90%, as soon as they're contacted, 90% of the people will die? Relatively Gen- soon. Relatively soon, yeah. Hundred percent of people will die, but you're saying like, <laughs> yeah, because they they don't have any of those immunities that we do. What I found out is just the common cold can kill them. Yeah, man, that's lethal. It's nuts, um, and so this leads to the extinction of these tribes. So agriculture is mowing through the Amazon assimilating or killing any tribes that get in the way, the man and the whole and his tribe will come under threat starting in the 1970s and 80s. Uh, Ranchers and farmers are closing in on the area of of the Amazon they live in. I believe in their case, it's specifically cattle ranchers and soy plantations. But in other areas of the Amazon, there's going to be different threats 
uh, like loggers and rubber tappers, stuff like that. So they're moving into the region quickly and they want anyone living there gone. Eventually, there's a pretty brutal encounter with the man of the whole's tribe. And we don't know exactly when it happened, but probably in the 1990s. And that incident results in most of the tribe being killed. What happened? There's not a lot of details on that, but it seems like it's there was a violent attack and there also could have been an introduction of disease. Mm, purposely? I don't know. I don't know the details. But something happened. It's probably something they wanted to sweep under the rug. There's not a lot of details on it. Indeed. Hey, did you ever see that M. Night Shyamalan movie where they all live in like a village and it's like old timey pilgrim village? Mm hmm. And then you realize like a quarter of the way through the movie that they're actually in modern times. That's was what that's what this episode's kind of reminded me of. Imagine you're in the Amazon and you're just going about your life the way you have for thousands of years. And then all of a sudden you look up and there's a drone. Oh, yeah. It'd be just like that movie. You're like, what? What world am I in? I've been Shyamalan. <laughs> Wild. Okay, so they don't all die, though. Around six of the tribes survive. And we're not sure how long they lasted after that first massacre. But we know that in 1995, the farmers and the ranchers are going to hunt down those remaining six. And, um, you know, Stockman's Trinity, right? Shoot, shovel, and shut up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. They just, okay, we want you gone. We're going to kill you. And they think they've finally finished off this tribe for good. But as we know, man of the whole survives. One year later, rumors start surfacing about a wild man who was living alone in the forest. Some loggers in the area had spotted him. And the Brazilian government has a special division that handles indigenous tribes. Uh, and they send out agents to investigate. And they find one of the man's huts. Inside the hut is a deep rectangular hole around five or six feet deep. So now we're getting to his name. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, a hole? And his name's Man in the Hole? Man. What a coincidence. <laughs> man of the Hole. They... Oh, so it probably doesn't go in the hole, or else they'd call it Man in the Hole. <laughs> um, they don't know really what the holes are for. Uh, I've seen footage of the holes, and if you can just try to imagine, it would be around the perfect size for a human body if you jumped in the top of the hole would reach to just about the top of your head. And some of the holes seem really tight and some seem a little bit bigger. And I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I thought in one video I saw that there was also a small chamber carved inside the hole about chest height. But I don't know. <laughs> I you don't have, know what you saw? <laughs> I didn't have time. You were like, I'm tripping out. Is that a small chamber? <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I didn't have time to go f- find that video again before. No time to rewind. <laughs> Just keep going. So, hey, Melissa jumping in after the edit. I went back. I double checked. The chamber exists. And it is indeed like a shelf that goes off the hole. Yeah. I'd say a foot down or a couple feet down from the top of the hole. Like you could put your little toys in there. Yes. But your guys. Maybe that was just one hole. I don't know if all the holes had it. I just saw one video with that little cubby hole compartment. You might have been cheating. We don't know the rules of these holes. <laughs> right. Who knows? It's there. My eyes did not deceive. Thanks for checking. Back to the episode. So they found holes like this in several other huts that all belong to this one man, man of the hole. And Watch it be his bathroom. And they're like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Do you know what I do in there? <laughs> yeah, because in the videos, they've jumped into the hole. and Okay. <laughs> You want me to come with you? (laughs) You don't seem too smart. (laughs) Going in my poo hole. Okay. So eventually they find the ruins of his people's village. There was like 14 huts, huts they found, and all of those had holes in them too. And it said no other tribe in the Amazon has been known to dig holes like this. They're not really sure what the holes are for. There's a few theories. Hit me. <laughs> One is that they're hiding holes. Which that was my first theory. Really? Sometimes it just feels, you know, you know, like dogs, like sometimes they like to be in their little kennel because they can feel safe. They go in there and they it's like being in a little cave and you just like goes mm-hmm. back to your reptilian yeah. brain of like, I'm safe. I can relax. Or if you go camping and you're in a sleeping bag and you like put it over your head and like close it up. Or if you have like a sweatshirt and you put the hood up and then you pull the strings and and you're just looking out a little hole in the front. It might be nice to have a little hidey hole. (laughs) Maybe. Um, They also think there could be a spiritual significance to it. And... My theory is, which I can't even trust my own theory anymore because I can't find the <laughs> the hole inside of the hole. Hey, it's Melissa again. Uh, confirming I did find the hole in the hole. And uh, me again, confirming that it would be a cool place to put like all your Hot Wheels <laughs> and line them up, you know, if you're playing in the dirt. my I would probably wouldn't want my My Little Ponies in the dirt, but if I did i would i would put them in that hole okay okay <laughs> the the hole inside of the hole but was that maybe that it was a way to store he stores his meat in there because it's colder ah food storage or like trying to keep that away from other animals or foragers when you're going out hunting that makes a lot of sense Probably the most sense out of all of these. But it's really dependent on whether there's like a hole inside of the hole, which which there is. Which, man, I really wish I'd spent the time to go find that. 
No, you could just put like some leaves on your meat and put it down in the hole. It doesn't need to be in a hole inside the hole. Yeah. But um, pretty wild that they have these holes. And we don't really know what they're for. And you've just got the one man of the hole. Who knows? So. Ah, yeah. Come on. In, come on. In. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Over here's the kitchen. And uh, there's the living room. And... And uh, don't mind Melissa. She's in the hole right now. The hole? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The hole? You'll you'll understand when you see it. Hi, Melissa. Hey, guys. How are you doing down there? Are you, I brought you some Cheetos. Oh, is it my favorite kind? Not too spicy. It's the big soft ones. Oh, uh, the big balls? Yeah, just like you like. Well, because I don't like the noodles. I just like the balls. I don't know anybody calls them noodles, but I got you the balls okay. just cool. like you like. Great. Well, I, you know, everybody feel free to have some of them. They're not just for me. No, no. Those are special Cheetos for when you're in the hole, when you're having some hole time. Oh, uh, yeah. I like them when I'm in the hole. Uh, we know. You have a nice time in the hole. We're going to go in the other room and do some grown-up stuff. You don't want to stay around? And- you could always come out of the hole. No, no. I'm good. I don't want to come out of the hole. Okay. You want some chalky milk? Yeah. Could you just put it on my shelf for me? So they found his huts, but they still haven't actually seen man of the hole. Maybe he's hiding in a hole. (laughs) Right. Here's a theory. (laughs) But they've kind of discovered a little bit more about what he's doing. They know that he's moving from hut to hut to avoid ranchers or loggers or whoever's getting too close, probably these agents. And understandably, this guy doesn't want to interact with anyone. He saw every single person he ever knew get murdered. Yeah, Every interaction he's ever had with an outsider has resulted in death. So... He's perpetually on the run. It's it's kind of messed up. I don't think it's kind of messed up. I think it's seriously messed up and incredibly dark. Like, pick your favorite horror movie person. They would do the story in a heartbeat. Because it's effed up, dude. Um, okay. So he's perpetually on the run, but the indigenous tribe agents are pretty good at what they do, and they they do find him. By the way, the organization is, the acronym for it is FUNAI, F-U-N-A-I, and Portuguese, that translates somehow to the National Indian Foundation. Mm. But it sounds like a Japanese TV show. FUNAI? FUNAI, like a Japanese production company. Yeah, yeah, I could see like that (laughs) coming up right before the show starts. FUNAI. (laughs) Okay, so they find him, and he looked to be around 30 years old at the time, and he carried a bow and arrow, and he didn't want to have anything to do with the agents. They would peacefully try to approach, but if they got too close, he would aim his bow and arrow at them, and uh, there's video footage of one of these encounters And you can just see the arrow poking out of a window in one of his huts aimed at one of the agents. And they they get in close with the camera. You can see his face. Whoa. And it's kind of crazy to just see this the last of your kind. 
mm. of a kind. An endling. Right. Yes. If you remember from the last episode. Um, And they can't really communicate with him because no one knows his language. He's the only person alive who knows how to speak it. And these attempts, they go, these contact attempts go on for a while and they're learning a few things about how he lived. Uh, he was eating mostly wild game. He was hunting with his bow and arrow or he used spiked traps to catch animals. He also kept gardens where he had corn and manioc and he had stores of honey and nuts. And over the holes in his huts, he strung a sleeping hammock. That is interesting. Wait, when you described the holes before, I was like, imagine like a refrigerator box and I'll sink it into the ground, right? Uh-huh. That doesn't seem like that's enough width to put a hammock. Okay, I I think I'm explaining the hammock wrong. It's not inside the hole. It's over the hole. It's uh, a separate thing. It has okay, nothing to okay. do with it. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Let's move. All right. And also, they have found markings on trees around the huts, which they think have a spiritual significance, but nobody knows. The contact attempts continue. At some point, they leave him an axe. I think they leave him some arrows and a water container. A thing to hold water in, not like a plastic water bottle, but you know, like a skin. They leave him a Dasani. <laughs> they're trying to build rapport with him. Um, oh, so probably Fuji water. <laughs> and he does accept the gifts. Another time, though, one of the agents gets a little too close and the man of falls the- in love. <laughs> Man of the Hole shoots an arrow at his chest, and it makes impact. He shoots a guy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the agent recovers. And he had it coming. He got too close. Hello there, Man of the Hole. I mean you know how... Oh, dear. Yes, it appears I've been shot. By an arrow in the chest. I'm sure it was an accident. As I was saying, I mean you know There's another. You should work on that aim, sir. But Let me just check. Yeah, I don't see any other targets around. I'm just going to continue to believe you didn't mean to hit me with all these arrows. I just want to talk to you. Okay, so they've located this lone survivor, and they're going to do what we always do when we get down to the last of a species. Give him a name. <laughs> well, he got his name. But Okay, I was going to say, but in this case, it's a, the last of a tribe. We're going to try and protect him. <laughs> uh, so by now, development in the Amazon is rampant. The loggers, the farmers, the ranchers, whoever... They're really closing in on this guy. They want him gone. So in 2007, the Brazilian agency that's monitoring that's monitoring him 
they attempt to push back against this development and they set aside an area of forest for him as a safe zone. It's off limits to trespassers and any development. Does he know about this zone? (laughs) I don't know how he could. (laughs) They set a 31 square mile area around his huts. And later they're going to enlarge that zone by 11 square miles. So he's got 40 something miles of area to live in. And man of the whole is free to live his solitary life in this zone, presumably safe from the ranchers and loggers or whoever that are trying to kill him. And the ranchers are pissed. You know, they don't want this zone. Well, I'm sure it'll be highly effective. They'll just be out there in the forest and then like about to take one more step and stop. And they're like, no, that's the zone. (laughs) You're right. There is no zone. Nah. Zone's only on a map, bro. In order for the safe zone to remain intact, the agents have to continue to prove that Man of the Hole is actually still alive and well. So they continue to monitor him from a distance. Uh, At this point, they're not trying to make contact anymore. They're just trying to monitor him and and protect him. Man of the Hole is aware of them, but he's not trying to be friends. He will, on occasion, warn them. If, for example, one of them is about to step in one of his animal traps. (laughs) You're like, hey, hey. (laughs) It's just from far away. You're like, don't step in that trap. (laughs) did you hear that (laughs) whoa there's a trap right here and sometimes how does he wait how does he warn them probably just makes a noise oh okay yells something uh probably not for their warning arrow he's like don't make me reset that trap you idiot yeah you're right he doesn't care uh he shoots an arrow (laughs) I don't, I was no I don't know I was just thinking And there's a note on the arrow <laughs> What's this Dear sirs and or madam please watch your step for you are about to encounter one of my famous Amazonian animal traps signed Mothman Too much I'm trying it out Formerly man of the hole The agents have been known to leave him tools and seeds on occasion. And requests for them to like and subscribe their podcast. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty much the extent of the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, shooting warning arrows and leaving gifts. It's a A real will they, won't they? (laughs) It's just kind of wild. They're out there check in to make sure this guy's still alive that's their job cush job so they're they got their eyes on this guy and the ranchers are probably like is he dead today is he dead today is he dead today so they can come in right exactly <laughs> where's the photo is he alive where, where is it Let's uh, see he's it. looking a little sick the other day 
So despite a protective zone, despite agents camping out and trying to defend him from enemies, in 2009, gunmen cross into the zone and attack Man of the Hole. What? Yeah. Gunmen. Gunmen. Like guns. With guns. Yes. They go after him. Wow. And I couldn't find the details of the assault. Like, did they land a hit? Did they get return fire from his arrows? I don't know. Uh, but Man of the Hole survives the attack. Wow. I'm a little shocked. Yeah, I thought, like, okay, they've set up this area. They're monitoring him, and that would be the end of the story. But you are claiming they did a special ops attack. Mm-hmm. Which, no doubtedly, he jumped into a hole. Maybe. Maybe. Extinction Event is proud to support Prehistoric Times magazine. Did you say prehistoric or prehistoric? Jack, wait, what? Because I don't want you encroaching on my idea. What what weird startup crazy thing do you have now? Oh, I'm sorry, Melissa. Do you not like female empowerment? Oh. Because prehistoric times <laughs> is all about lady dinosaurs. Uh, which I think have been traditionally overlooked. I'm into it. I'm I'm you have me hooked already. Yeah, there's a lot of uh prehistoric times. That's my publication. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. The dinosaurs are naked. They're naked? Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a backlash about this. Are they feathered? Because that's the big debate now is... Some of them have appropriate feather placement. Okay. But I don't want it coming across like a smut magazine, you know? Right. With all these naked girl dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to put in some feathers. Which maybe, you know, like maybe they didn't have feathers. Maybe around. they're... Yeah, but do you have the right to do that? I mean, isn't it their choice? Good question. I'm going to have to edit some things. <laughs> but All right. Where, when is it coming out? Where can we get it? Well, I'm still working on a lot of the drawings. And uh, I, the thing is, I don't know what the girl dinosaurs look like. I've just been putting little skirts on them. And I skirts. think that's that's going against what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it seems so stereotypical. But otherwise, they just look like the boy dinosaurs. Right, yeah. I've been trying to put penises on the boy dinosaurs. <laughs> so it's easier to see. But that just got out of hand. And yeah. I think maybe I'll put a bow in their hair or something. But they don't have hair. Prehistoric time is really struggling right now. Okay. It might not get off the ground. Well, keep it up. I think you may have to go to the adult section oh, to pick up prehistoric time. Well, if you would like to get a non-X-rated or prehistoric-themed magazine, you can get Prehistoric Times. You can subscribe from the website prehistorictimes.com. I highly suggest you do it. I love mine. And um, until I get prehistoric times, that's what I'm going to read. Uh, prehistoric times is not suitable for children. So that was 2009. Then things kind of cool off for about a decade. Uh, I don't believe there were any other attacks during that time, but who knows? There could have been. 
uh, and they just didn't release it to the public. Man of the Hole is still going strong. He's healthy. The agents are monitoring him, taking photos of him to prove he's still alive. And then in 2018, they release a video of him to the public, which is unheard of because they don't like to share that kind of information with the public. They don't want to reveal his location and endanger him. And and this is the video that sort of sparked this episode. It's been out for a while, but it it made its rounds again recently. I'm going to play it for you, Jack. And if you're listening and you want to watch the video, go to YouTube. And if you search uncontacted indigenous man in Amazon, it should come up. It's actually really hard to find this specific video because there's other ones. Just make sure it's the one that came out in 2018. Uh, And we'll also post the link on the on the social medias. Good idea. Yes, we'll do that as well. You know, like normal people. (laughs) So what you're about to watch, Jack, at the recording of this video, which actually I think might have been earlier than 2018 when it was released. I, I think maybe it was 2011. I don't know. But in 2018, Man of the Hole has been living alone for over 20 years. He hasn't spoken to anyone in over 20 years. No one knows his language. No one knows his name. And at this point, they think he's around 50 years old. Can I see it? Can you see the screen? I see it now. Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh, he's got like an axe. It's a really shaky camera. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's just whacking away at this tree. Whoa. Yeah, it looks like he's got some furs on his back, and I don't know why this person who's filming is just <laughs> zooming in and out and in and out. I know. It's kind of making me sick. Just hold it there, man. <laughs> I know. Close up. Stay close up. Why are we going back in and out? It's like trying to do some crazy effect. Uh, still working that axe. <laughs> Dude's pretty strong. And now that the guy has moved further away, he's not zooming in. Wow, thanks, Melissa. That was really a piece of filmmaking there. Okay, I don't know if we'll play the video on the on the podcast. So can you just summarize what you saw in case we don't? What I saw there was a piece of filmmaking. <laughs> so revolutionary that it defies genres. <laughs> it reminds me of a you know, Stacey like, Peralta skateboarding video. I was going to say like the Japanese game shows where they like oh, yeah. cut to someone who's like really surprised and they'll <laughs> go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That mixed with a nature documentary. Yeah. It's a tragedy that... Because the video was so poorly done that we are focusing only on the poorness of the video quality and not the subject matter. So what are we, internet commenters? So typical. (laughs) It's like as soon as we find life on Mars, we're going to be like, do you see this lens flare? (laughs) God. Uh, Okay, so yes, he's- Focus. Uh, so that's the video, and they released this video because he's under threat again from ranchers and or loggers. I'm not really sure which one, uh, but um, 
they're moving into a zone and they want him out. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another or has already been some more attempts on his life. Um, and what's happening here is not unique to Man of the Whole. Developers have been trying to delete indigenous tribes from the Amazon for a long time. Uh, and if the government doesn't amp up their efforts to stop it and do more of these, the Funai, more funds to them and, and more protections for these tribes, they're all going to be gone very soon. But Man of the Hole and his tribe are not extinct yet. He is still out there in the forest, alive, as of the recording of this. Uh, but those ranchers and loggers are actively trying to kill him if they succeed. His whole culture will go extinct and his language, which, yes, is going to happen anyway if he dies of natural causes. Again, no different from any other animal we do on Extinction Event. Again, this time it's just a human. But that's the story of Man in the Hole. Man of the Hole? Did I say in the hole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so I don't... It's, it's a wild one. Uh, it is a wild one. It's kind of depressing. Like most of our episodes are depressing because, like, oh wow, that was bad podcasting by these two jokers. Right. This one is depressing because it was like, mm, yeah, that sucks, man. As a person, and it sucks to lose that like natural part of the world. Jack, do you think the ranchers are gonna take him out, or is he gonna die of natural causes? And who knows? He could be around for another thirty years. I'm I'm thinking. How old is he now? He's probably around his fifties. Yes. I'm thinking he's gonna be gone pretty soon, one way or the other. And whether he dies of natural causes, then he'd be like, yeah, he was, uh, you know, guy lived in the forest. He died when he was about 50. There's nothing real, like, suspicious about that. So you're not going to know if he got killed by ranchers or not. Because if he does get killed by ranchers, it'll be like, hey, he just died of natural causes. Stockman's Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? You know, they can easily bury him in a hole. <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> Jack what so you still think that those are hiding holes I'm just saying I wouldn't put it past people to make it look like he had an accident okay and well then bury him somewhere <laughs> oh no oh no, look at that, Melissa. Oh, he, no. It looks like he fell in his hole and broke his neck a few times and maybe accidentally got shot by a gun that was in there. Oh, that's a bummer. I, I was hoping he's going to live for a really long time. I was just respecting the zone, and I heard something. Oh, yeah. You know, and I came over here to investigate, and it looks like man in the hole fell in the hole. Broke's neck, and then a bunch of dirt kind of filled in the hole. I'm glad that you came into the zone to check on him, though, because uh, I know we're not supposed to go in the zone. And no, we're honest ranchers. Yeah, I and would never, unless I knew that there was something afoot. Well, well better get to logging. <laughs> All right. Uh, dibs, dibs on that hammock. 
Okay, Jack. So would you perhaps be open to doing more untraditional episodes like this? I mean, I know technically uh, humans are animals, but... <sighs> you mean... Uh... I don't get to hear more about rats and snails. No, I've got I've got a few other others in the pipeline. I just uh, was this was a little break. I got really excited about Man of the Hole, so. Um, yeah, dude. I'm, show me what else goes extinct. I'll talk about it. Well, that about does it. Thanks for joining me for this episode, Jack. It was a pleasure as always. As always, a pleasure. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. A Peg Lake Deer production.